It's time for Carolina Blitz, the freshest coverage of Carolina sports and entertainment. Hosted by founder and editor-in-chief, Bash Ty Hurt. She don't play games. She covers them. You are tuned into Carolina Blitz, the radio show on ESPN 730 The Game. My name is Bash Ty Hurt. I'm your host, and I am founder and editor-in-chief of Carolina Blitz, a website, a brand dedicated to finding fresh and compelling news stories and bringing them to you guys, the fans and the listeners and the and the uh, viewers in a way that is entertaining and fun. We're a credentialed sports media outlet. We cover the Panthers. We cover Duke, UNC, NC State, and more. So make sure you're going to check us out uh, at carolinablitz.com and following us on all social media outlets. We are happy to bring our brand of radio here to 730 The Game. And if you follow us, you know that we love the fans of the teams we cover and the passion. So, um, and we like to do things a little differently. So each week we will highlight you, the fans of the teams we cover and have you on as a special co-host. So if you're interested, our DMs are open. All right, today we have Rodney Richardson. Rodney is a member of our Under Construction family. If you're not familiar, we had Jamal on, who is one half of Under Construction, or one third. And one third. now we have Rodney on, who is another third. Uh, Rodney, thanks for coming on and being our guest co-host. Just tell us a little bit about yourself quickly and your sports affiliations. I'm Rodney. I'm a uh, Clemson fan, uh, full-time student, full-time worker, full-time podcaster. And the biggest Hornets fan and Panthers fan and always go Tigers. So are you so Clemson, are you bandwagon? Or are you really true to the Clemson fandom? Look, I, I'm true enough that I got student loans from there. Well, I don't know if it gets any more true than that. <laughs> <laughs> if you got student loans from the institution. So we got a, we have a Clemson alum on the show. Make sure you're checking out the Under Construction podcast. I think they come on right after the games on Friday on Sunday, right? That is correct. Usually around by four o'clock, four thirty. All right. So check them out on YouTube and also make sure you're liking them on Facebook. So if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Carolina Blitz, the radio show on ESPN 730. We're going to hop into the discussion today and um, Carolina Panthers, Carolina Panthers uh, have, let's see, four more games, four more games for the Panthers. Matt Rule says he wants to change the culture. Robbie Anderson says he's keeping his foot on the gas because you never know what could happen if they went out. Now, these are things that they said this week. Went out. Mm. Rule, Rule has been yeah. saying for a while that he wants to change the culture. But basically, the general consensus among guys that we've spoken to on the team, including Bridgewater and Rule, Robbie Anderson, is that they are playing to win. Um <laughs> it's kind of, you know, I want I want your opinion. What do you think should be more important to the Panthers right now? Winning games or draft position? Honestly, in my honest opinion, draft position, but more importantly, developing the players. Uh, I want to see the young guys get better week to week. And also, this is an, an evaluation period to me because you need to see who's going to be on the roster going forward. You need, to, you, you need to see if Teddy Bridgewater is your guy going forward. Is Teddy Bridgewater our guy going forward? He's a game manager, a high-quality game manager. I mean, okay. he, he's, he's, he's a high-quality backup quarterback who can win you two or three games. He's just not a franchise guy to me. Okay. All right. So, what, what you know, you say you want to you wanna look at the younger talent. Do you, would you like to see maybe P.J. Walker get more playing time? I like to see PJ Walker and Will Greer. Uh, really? You wasted a third round pick on this guy. 
you, you need to see if he's trade bait or you just need to cut him. I mean, for 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 him to be beat up by PJ Walker, who wasn't even drafted, that that's kind of a kind of like a a, a black mark on Mark Marty Herney to me. Yeah, well, you know, some have said, and my quick blitz co-host Sheena has been saying that uh, Will Greer hasn't been it from the beginning and uh you know they that's that's a marty hurting thing you know the 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 general uh criticism of hernie is that he hits it out of the park on that first round pick, first round pick yeah. and then everything falls off after that i do would will give him some props because this year he had uh from from right now what looks like a very good draft so you're saying draft position is more important than winning games Deve- I, I would say development when you play the young players, to me, it's 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 always it's, it's you're not really concerned about winning because young guys do make mistakes, and I mean this defense has gotten better throughout the season. Uh, draft position, I, if if you're looking for a quarterback, draft position really really matters. But I mean, we just need talent all over the all over the field. Yeah, and you know when it. <laughs> When it comes to developing young talent and, and or seeing how they've been playing young talent the whole season, though, it's not yeah. like they've had older vets, you know, playing and in, 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 in hopes of getting a playoff spot like these young guys have been getting burned off rip. Sure. So, you know, I don't at this point, if 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 the goal is sustained excellence and this is that's a direct quote from Mr. David Tepper. If the goal is sustained excellence, then I would think that you would want to try to draft franchise changing players. And I think they did that with Jeremy Chen. We've seen that he's been a beast. Uh, the, the, the jury is still out on Derek Brown, but they did that. You know, you have um, you have Brian Burns, you know, Brian you have good. young to me, young nucleus or future nucleus guys on your defense. You have Christian McCaffrey, who is mm. now nursing a thigh <laughs> injury. Matt Rule said on a Thursday that he does not expect him to play, but he's going to keep an eye out on him. So I guess at this point, Christian is kind of the guy that you build around, possibly. I, How do you feel I, about I, that? I just don't like building around a running back. It's It's... I look at Le'Veon Bell. I look at uh, uh, the guy who went to the uh, from the Rams who went to the Falcons. The running backs just don't last long, and, and they're not a solid building piece to me. You you, oh, you we're basically paying the piper for last year. We we overused them last year, and we're paying the price for it, and we got to pay him from now on out. Yeah. So, um, but the argument is Christian McCaffrey is more than a running back, right? <laughs> I mean, you got two of the top 10 receivers this year in the league. Yeah. We won one. We won one. Did, did we even win a game with McCaffrey this year? Haven't won a game in the last, and it's it's been a lot. It haven't won going back to last year. So the Panthers have not won with Christian McCaffrey on the field. And see, when McCaffrey's on the field to me, it's, it's, it's like we force feed him the ball too much and we don't spread it around. Like when he's not on the field, it's, it's, it's whoever's open, whoever's the high guy gets the ball. And we become less unpredictable, less predictable. Yeah, and I, I, I would agree with that. Um, I so, mean, I, 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 like, I, like last year, I was, I said that Christian shouldn't have been paid that money, and I was crucified for it, man. I, I, I was killed for it online. 
I mean, I get it. I get it. And and a lot of people will say you don't pay you don't pay running backs. And I said on Quit Blitz, you know, did they have to pay? Did they really have to pay Christian that money? I don't think so because they have enough weapons on offense. And this is before they signed uh, Robbie Anderson and Bridgewater. But, you know, they still had guys like DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel who can operate kind of like a Christian McCaffrey Mm -hmm. and and lining up at at different positions. So I go ahead. What confuses me is like they said they wanted to retool. Christian could have been used as a piece to help that retool. You could at least got a second round pick or a bottom first for him. Well, at this point, do you think you sit him the rest of the season? You got all that money invested in him. You sit. you have to sit him. Yeah, I, you know, I just find the whole thigh injury very odd. You know, I, I don't understand how you get a thigh injury working out. Now, I don't I don't know what kind of workouts Christian is doing, but, you know, I've played sports, ankle injuries during workouts. Knee injuries knee during injuries, workouts, yeah. you know, maybe even shoulder from lifting, some soreness, thigh injury. I mean, we never carried a franchise last uh, last last year, so maybe it's it's, it's from carrying the offense last year. Well, <laughs> maybe that is for carrying the offense. Right now, if the season ended today, Carolina would pick seventh, and that would be behind the Jets, Jags, Bengals, Chargers, Cowboys, and Eagles. So, you know, we can move up. <laughs> you could you could move up. The Panthers could move up or they could stay where they're at. It's just it's just funny. I think if you have to take a position, you right now play for draft position and not that you go out purposely trying to lose. But like you said, maybe you sit Christian McCaffrey. So you don't call all our, so, so you don't call out all our blitz like the Jets did last week. <laughs> The J- listen, I'm not even mad at the Jets. The Jets, it's very clear what the Jets are doing. Somebody rung that line and was like, "No, y'all tripping." Like, like look, you Jacksonville know what the goal is-, is here. You know what the goal is. Can we refocus on this goal? This is not a game that you even need to win. I, I get it, but um, yeah, you you try to, you know, um, play the young guys, play to win. You know, come up with another thigh injury maybe for Bridgewater. Let him chill, and you know, DJ Moore. He had an injury. Let the let the guys chill, get healthy, and then you know, take a look at some of take a look at some of the other guys. I agree. Don't go out and say we're gonna tank, but just kind of nudge it a little bit. You get what I'm saying? Like, oh Dante, your toe hurts again. Sit this week. Yeah, let chill, chill, and and with Dante, Dante is expected to play. Which again, I feel like <sighs> you know he should he should rest, but. Anyways, if you're just now tuning in, you are listening to Carolina Blitz, the radio show on ESPN 730. Our guest host today is Rodney from the Under Construction Podcast. Good to have him on. We're going to switch gears a little bit. College basketball. Now, with the number of teams having to pause activities and game cancellations rising due to uh, positive COVID-19 cases on teams, college basketball clearly has a problem, right? Uh, Coach K caught flack because he said how things are handled needs to be reassessed. And for clarity, because I was actually on this press conference with Coach K. Coach Mm -hmm. K was asked about how he felt about Jeff Capel, who was the head coach at Pitt, who was a former uh, associate head coach at Duke and former player for Coach K. Coach Capel said that there's something that doesn't feel right about them playing. And that was the question that was posed to Coach K. Does he feel the same way? 
Coach K went on. He gave a five-minute answer, was very candid about it, but people are saying that he's only saying that because they lost two non-conference games. First of all, is the is the criticism of Coach K fair? Uh, nah, it's not fair. It sounds uh, like it looks like it hurts you to say that. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm not a Duke fan at all. <laughs> I don't like K, but I, I got to be fair here. Um, it, it's it's not fair. I I I genuinely think that Coach K cares about his kids, and, and he's just thinking about their well being and the well being of others. Yeah, I mean, first of all, the whole thing, oh, he lost two non-conference games. Like, he didn't lose two non-conference games to Gardner-Webb and UMBC. Like, he lost two, or Lee, well, you little dig right there with the Lehigh. Or Lehigh, I mean, for real. He lost two non-conference games to top five ranked squads. Well, Illinois right now is ranked number six, and Michigan State, I think, is ranked number four. You're not losing to 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 scrubs. Mm-hmm. So for the for for people to say, oh well, K is just saying this because he lost two non-conference games. Like to me, that is so whack, and it's and it's lessening the the importance of the message that he's saying. Like there's a problem with college basketball right now. Teams yeah. right now, NC State, which is a team we cover on Carolina Blitz. They have paused because they had a, a, a positive case. There are teams constantly having to cancel games. And Coach K says we need to reassess the problem. And people use that as an opportunity to take digs. Even you, as somebody who says you're not a Duke fan, meaning you're probably not a Coach K fan, you can recognize the importance of what he was saying there. I mean, it, I, I recognize the importance. And also, we don't know the full long-term ramifications of somebody having COVID. Uh, for instance, my father had COVID back in March, and it literally took him about three or four months to to kind of getting back to the swing of things. He was on oxygen for about a month. Really? He he he's a former Marine, healthy guy, works out every day, 50, 55 years old, and we don't know the long term ramifications of of having COVID. And I think the the protections set up by the NCAA are minimal. I mean, it's just a cash grab at this point. They just mm-hmm. want to have these games to bring in revenue. Yeah. And, and, you know, I I didn't think that they should play football, honestly. And the reason why football has been able to do what they've been able to do is because they have 100 guys on the team. Literally, mm-hmm. college football squads have 100 players on the team. Um, whether, And I think that includes scholarship and walk-ons. But still, 100 players, and you only have 11 guys on the field at a time, which means you have, like, people who you can sub in and out. With college basketball, you have what, 12, 14? 12, 13, 14. Yeah. That's, I mean, and you gotta, and basically, if you guys are practicing, you gotta quarantine the whole, um, the squad, whole okay. squad. So, and, 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 and that also makes me skeptical about the NBA. I'm like, I don't know how you're gonna have a full season and travel. I, I it's, it's, it's gonna be a mess, man. It's gonna be a mess. Yeah, and speaking of traveling, the Panthers have a COVID issue right now as well. And we didn't talk about this earlier, but according to Matt Rule, they got that from their travel, their their conflicting stories. One story says they had a gathering during the bye, and that's how the guys got it. And then there's another story saying that they got it when they traveled to Minnesota. But traveling is another is another catch-all. Do you think that college basketball should take a pause? Um I think they should take a pause, but they won't take a pause. Uh, to me, to me, they, they probably should have had a bubble, like a, uh, a basically a bubble for conferences, like the ACC conference has a bubble. 
uh, online classes and things like that. But I mean, I, look, they don't even pay their kids. So I don't expect them to be forward thinking. So thinking. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, none of these kids are getting paid. And, you know, I, I absolutely think college basketball should take a pause uh, just because it's right now it's not working. And what harm do you do pushing it back a couple of months? Like, I don't understand. Like Coach K said, you're plowing through. You're plowing through. And it's exactly what's happening. And you're plowing through at the risk of these kids who aren't, like you said, getting paid for what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, what's the risk versus reward? There is none. And and for the record, that Alabama coach, I don't even know his name because, I mean, he oh, coaches Lord. basketball at Alabama. Ew. Wait, who are you? <laughs> who are you to be calling out like, come on, you don't do that. That's like, I know the college basketball feds were at his door. Like, yo, bruh. <laughs> Like, hey, don't, don't do that again. Don't do that. No, again. Not even just don't do that again. Like I need an apology. I bet you next press conference, there's going to be some sort of apology for what he said. You don't come at, there are a couple of guys you just don't come at. You know okay. what I mean? And the thing is, I, I heard his speech and it sounded like he was putting his, I don't want a political type spin on it. And I, I just, it he was completely yeah. It was completely toned up. I could tell exactly where he was coming from as an as an individual, and he to me no absolutely no care for his players. Like it no, was just like you know we're gonna play these games, and Coach K is hating, and you know how many Final Four appearances do you have? Again, zero. <laughs> you coach basketball at Alabama, like they don't even go to y'all's games. You I mean, <laughs> you barely have a basketball team. Oh man, don't do that. I mean, come on, let's be real. On on the flip side, Clemson, I like their basketball team. I think they're going to be much better than expected this season. I think folks are sleeping on the Tigers. Uh, I'm going to keep it real with you. (laughs) I do not watch Clemson basketball. I know, I know. You said you don't watch them. I'm just going to put that out there for the folks listening, college basketball fans, don't sleep. On Clemson, they're gonna do much better than what they're project- projected to do in the ACC. All right, if you're just now tuning in, you're listening to Carolina Blitz Radio Show on ESPN 7:30. Again, here with Rodney from the Under Construction Podcast. We're gonna go ahead and do our Blitzer Block segment. If you're not familiar with it, I'm gonna pose a question to Rodney. We're gonna decide if you blitz it or block it, and then we'll discuss. All right, Ohio State. Ohio State has only played five games. Ahead of the start of the season, the Big Ten mandated that in order to qualify for the conference championship, a team would have to play six games, a position they revised in order to accommodate the Buckeyes. Blitzer block that Ohio State should be eligible for the Big Ten championship and the college football playoffs. Blitz. What? Blitz. Why? Look. I don't want to see Ohio, Cincinnati, uh, Texas A&M, Florida. I don't want to see them in the college playoffs. Uh, the Big Ten wants their money. Like, if, if, if Ohio State gets to play in this – when they play in the championship game and they win, they will bring money to the conference. And so you're looking out for your Wait, best Ronnie, You're looking out for your said, best interest. We just spoke against doing things for the sake of money. I mean, you're blitzing Ohio State staying or playing I, for the sake of money. Also, can you definitively say that Texas A&M, Florida, or Cincinnati is better than Ohio State? 
Well, I mean, I think Indiana has a decent argument. Indiana played. They lost, though. They lost. Uh, they, they, they lost. Lo- they did, but they played more games. They played the. They played the required six games, and their only loss was to Ohio State, and they and they lost by a touchdown. And and if Indiana get in the playoffs, they will get their doors blown off. It could be the same with Ohio State. No, Ohio State's going to be competitive. I just don't think – what message do you send moving the goalposts for, for Ohio State? What message do you send? You need to commit to Ohio State, Clemson, Alabama, or Georgia <laughs> if you want to play on the That team. is so whack. <laughs> that is so whack. I can tell we're talking to it. Like, absolutely no way. If you set a rule, then that rule should, stand, should be what it is. You cannot sure. then backtrack and say, oh, well, our best team, our moneymaker – they would be left out, so we're gonna go ahead and switch the rules to accommodate them. That's not right. Greatness gets the rules bent for them all the time. I, and I don't even like Ohio State, but greatness gets the rules bent for them all the time. Does it Look, make it right? Ugh, life ain't fair. <laughs> life isn't fair. I just I don't I don't I don't agree with this. I don't agree with this. I honestly, I don't even think they should be in the college football playoffs. Five games is minuscule when you have other teams who have played, what, seven, eight, nine games, more opportunities to lose. People are saying they moved the goalposts for Clemson and took some of their Clemson and Notre Dame, but it wasn't even, how many games has Clemson played this year? Uh, Nine or 10, nine. Like, it's not even like more opportunities. I think if Ohio State had played maybe nine or ten games, they could have taken an L just like Clemson did to Notre Dame. You had to bring that up. <laughs> I did listen because you because you move you oh for the money for the money and I'm like what do you mean for the money? I just don't think it's right. I don't I don't even think I personally don't even think they should be in the college football playoffs. Five games is like nothing, and the only really really tough game they played was Indiana. Indiana, were they ranked at the time? I think they may have been ranked 12th, but like it's Indiana. Like, yeah, you got a point, yeah. Like, I mean, it's but, like I mean, Alabama look, basketball. Look, look, Ohio State is the money maker. Ohio State is the cream of the crop. Michigan ducked that game, and Michigan did not want to smoke Michigan like Florida Michigan did State. not duck that game. Michigan didn't want to smoke like Florida State didn't want to smoke for Clemson. Oh, <laughs> Now, they definitely didn't want the smoke. They didn't want it at all. (laughs) Well, all right, we're gonna we're gonna move on because we obviously Rodney is pro top schools and it doesn't care anything about being fair. I'm an elitist. Oh my goodness! (laughs) All right, in the pursuit of um, it has been called and what has been called a quote pursuit of urban events to lure a younger audience. The International Olympic Committee has announced that breakdancing will officially become an Olympic sport. The IOC executive board also confirmed skateboarding, uh, sport climbing, surfing will also be added to the Paris Olympics. So blitz or block to breakdancing being an Olympic sport? Block. Okay, why? I mean, it's like gentrifying hip hop. I, I, I just I, I don't know, man. It's, what? It's, it's, it doesn't seem right. Like it just doesn't seem right. <laughs> it doesn't seem right to me. I mean, I'm all for breakdancing, but it's, it's it's it doesn't seem right. Yeah, I mean, come on, guy. Like this is you know sometimes you just try too hard. Like, a, you ever you ever go good. to the club? You go to the club and you see a girl and she just doing too much. She got 
the lashes that look like fans. She got the heels on that she can't walk in. She got the tight dress that she's not comfortable in. And then you have the other girls. They just cool. They chilling. You know, those are the regular. Those are the regular. Regular. Yeah. Basketball running. They just regular. They there. They look good. They having fun. Then you got the girl that's on the wall. Nobody buying her any drinks because she looked like she trying too hard. Like that is break dancing. Who is going into into break dancing for the Olympics? Look, it ain't going to be me. (laughs) It ain't going to be me. That is that is that is terrible. All right, one more, one more before we before we uh sign out. Cam Newton. Cam Newton at first. <laughs> Cam Newton has has done a lot with less, but Thursday night was not his best performance. He has Ooh. more interceptions, I believe, than passing touchdowns. Uh and, I don't know what New England is doing as far as allowing him to throw the ball. What blitz or block that Cam Newton is officially washed? Um. Oh man. Oh man. Uh, I'm. I want to block that. I'm gonna block it. I'm. I'm block it. I, I'm, I'm biased. I, I mean, I, I. I. I love what he did with Carolina to make us a relevant friend. Well, actually, I'm gonna blitz it. I'm gonna blitz it. He's washed. I, I'm gonna blitz it, man. I, yeah. Look. They don't trust him to throw the ball. They is really don't on, trust. Him. Is that on Cam Newton though? It's, it's not on him. I mean, it's New England was just a bad situation to begin with. I mean, you had all those opt out. You got uh, your wide receiver squad is just as bad as the 2015 squad that we had here. It's I I, I don't know. It's it's just a bad situation for him, and I I don't know if he gets another opportunity after New England if they don't resign him. Really? I, I don't know. I I, I don't know. Wow. I mean, I, I I want better for him, but I mean, it's. So you're saying he's washed. I I wouldn't go that far yet, but he's bordering washed. Okay, he, he's he he's extremely average. I it's hard for me to tell whether it's the system with them not trusting him to throw because there have been some games where he looked like you know that that against the Texans he threw for 365 yards. And like I, I go back to that Seattle game. He threw for like 375 and 397. He, he, he really looked good. And it's just like you don't it's, it's you don't know what Cam you're gonna get from week to week. And that and, and Bill I can tell Bill Belichick is, is not buying into that really. I'm going to block that he's washed only because it might be a system thing. I don't think that Belichick and I don't think the offensive coordinator trust him to just do him not necessarily personality wise but playing wise like when when Cam was in Carolina he played the best when he was loose and it was and that's just what it is he's a loose player I feel like he's motivated I feel like you know they've limited him a lot I feel like Cam is also a guy who um I think that everything is kind of getting to him mentally. Mm -hmm. And so I wouldn't say he's washed yet, but I think that this situation is really taking a toll on him and he's borderline. And and, and also I I would say that he didn't get a full off season with with that team uh, because of COVID, but I I have a blitz of block for you. If Cam Newton retires today, is he a hall of famer? You blitzing a block in that. That's tough. Um, my my just immediate reaction would probably be no. 
Panthers Twitter is coming for you. <laughs> they can come for me. If Cam, I know Cam was, uh, uh, I know, I know he was, um, I know he was uh, the MVP, and that 2015 season was absolutely crazy and nuts. Um, I I don't think that they vote him in. I think that if he had a ring, it would be a no brainer. Mm-hmm. But kind of like Eli situation. Yeah, and then I also feel like his fall off was just too. It wasn't like he gradually started to decline. It was just like he got hurt, which is no fault of his own. Mm-hmm. But you know, he's playing at, at one point, I think it was 2018. He was playing his best football statistically. And then it was just a wrap. So it wasn't like, you know, we saw, I, I think that if Cam was able to fully reach his potential, which I think he never really was able to, mm-hmm. um, given the fact that, you know, Panthers fall too. we just surround him with the, the right time. Right. They he had the right right weapons and the offensive line was consistently spotty. If they had surrounded him with the right weapons and a good offensive line, Cam would have been able to reach his full potential and it would be no brainer. But based on the, what he's put out now, I can't say that I would I would put him. Gotcha. I agree with that. I agree with that. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning into our show. We'll be here on ESPN seven thirty every Saturday at ten thirty. Thanks again to Rodney for coming on. Make sure you follow him and the Under Construction Podcast. Rodney, what's your Twitter? Uh, at Under Construction 10. And uh, I'm not going to get my uh, real one out. Okay. Under Construction 10. Make sure you also follow Under Construction on Facebook and YouTube. If you want to be a guest host. And on Instagram, if you want to be a guest host on uh, our show, make sure you hit us up on Twitter. Our DMs are open. And make sure you're going to carolinablitz.com for all of your sports and entertainment news. Be blitzing. The preceding commercial program was sponsored and paid for by the hosts of this program, Charlotte, North Carolina, which is solely responsible for its content.